Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so going to party. Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. It's another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast where we talk to your favorite actors, comedians, musicians from film and television, all of the places that pop culture hangs out. You will find us there talking to somebody amazing. And today we have a very special guest. We've been working on it for a while. I'm excited. We're going to be talking to comedian and podcaster Joseph DeRosa. He has so many things going on and we have so many things to cover uh, Joseph, thanks for your time today. I appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yes. Well, you have the podcast, but what I want to focus on first is your restaurant venture, your bar <laughs> and your sandwich shop, uh, yeah. Joey Roses. Th- this is crazy. I mean, like out of all the things that you could do, this is amazing. Let's talk about this and sort of the genesis behind it. What inspired you to want to start a restaurant? Um, yeah, it's very cool, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, I mean, it, it just, it just was always something in the back of my head. I always, I always was interested in, in potentially having a sandwich shop one day. And, um, you know, it was something that I had, uh, you know, it was something, you know, that I'd thought of and just kind of buried thinking it was probably not a, a possibility to become, to make it real. I, I just had no idea how to get into that world or what corporate renting would be for space or <laughs> it just the million things, a million things that I was like, it'll, it'll just never happen. And then um, uh, during the lockdown, I was talking about this with Paul Italia, who, who is uh, one of the owners of the stand comedy club and one of my really good friends. And I, you know, I just, I just very passively mentioned the idea to him and he was like, well, why don't we just try to do a pop-up at the, at the stand and just see how it goes. And I was like, Oh, uh, okay, cool. Like, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. All right. Great. So, <clears throat> I mean, that's what I mean. Like it didn't even occur to me to ask a friend that had a restaurant Hey, could we maybe do a pop up of this idea I had? Like, I just had no idea what to do. And we started the pop up and it was it was very well received. And and we started to say, well, maybe this could actually be its own thing. And and then Paul said, you know, if we're going to open a space, we might as well make it a bar, too, because that's going to give you give customers a full experience, you know, instead of just selling sandwiches out of a window or something, <laughs> you know, uh, which is what we were going to do initially. Um, and that was it. And we just started to put together the idea for Joey Roses and what the bar would be and what it would look like and, and location had a lot to do with it. When we found our space on the Lower East Side, that, that neighborhood really um, helped us sort of helped advise what the space was going to look like and what we wanted it to be, which was basically a throwback to, to the old social clubs 
that used to exist in the village um, and then on, on the Lower East Side. And, you know, the places that were true uh, neighborhood bars and hangs and places you love to go because because they had a certain food thing you couldn't get anywhere else. And you knew the bartender and it was a place you could hang and drink affordably and and all that stuff. And I mean, it's just kind of strange and interesting that it happened that all of this, the, the initial seed for all this was planted during the lockdown, because as we were coming out of being locked down and, and really getting into the nuts and bolts of opening this place, you know, we really saw the opportunity to try to bring something back to New York, not just because it was a cool throwback, but also because it was something that New York, we felt like wanted and, and maybe even needed uh, at this time, you know, uh, you know, you kind of saw obviously people were in financial is having financial troubles and 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 much worse uh after the last two years and you know i thought it was a great a great we we thought it was a great time to say here's something that you don't see a lot anymore um of you know like we like a place that's trying to give back to the customer and you know especially in new york with how outrageous prices had become and all this before everything sort of popped um and that was that was that became the most exciting part to me was like you know like once we opened the doors we opened last week officially and um just seeing neighborhood people coming in and, and people saying hey man i live in the neighborhood and like i've been watching this place develop over the last three months and i've been so curious and like oh man like you know, we had these older guys come in the other day and they were like, man, we haven't seen a place like this in years in this neighborhood. Like they were wow. like, this is like, this is like old school shit, man. And I was like, that's awesome. And, you know, people keep saying this place feels like it's been here forever, even though it just opened. And, you know, that was like everything we wanted it to be, man. We really wanted it to, to have the soul of, of old New York. And um, and so here we are, you know, like and, and that's and that's what we're doing. Yeah, I've been following you on social media and just sort of watching this whole thing come to life. And from what I can see on this end here, uh, the response has been fantastic. Like people are really into it, yeah. whether it be locals or, you know, fellow peers, comedians coming on and, and, and talking about yeah. it and stuff like that, which yeah. has to be great for you too. Yeah. And to be able to balance your time with your comedy and your podcasting and the restaurant, I guess my question is how do you find time to make it all work? Because it seems that you're doing a lot of things uh, all of the time. Podcasting. <clears throat> I feel very lucky to be able to be doing this, this uh, venture with, with the bar and sandwich place. Um, I also feel very lucky to have two podcasts that people appreciate and listen to. Um, and have and have diehard fans for um and you know that's the beauty of podcasting it's you kind of do it when you have time to do it you know like it's not radio it doesn't have to go out live so yeah <laughs> uh you know we figure it out i'm very lucky too that both of my partners sal volcano and, and patrick walsh on the different shows you know are really amicable uh you know and as am i with their schedules but you know so like it just kind of works itself out, man. You know, the one, sadly, the one thing that I had to, that's taken the hit at least for right now is stand up. You know, I was doing a lot of it 
in these recent months. And um, I just haven't, I just can't right now, you know, so I'm sure. going out here and there. And I think once the new year hits and we're really into a rhythm with the bar, um, it's, it's going to be a different story. But um, right now, you know, I've been taken off these last, you know, I think it's been three weeks now since I've done stand up. So, which is a lo- an eternity, like, you know, to, to me, like it's, I don't think a week has gone by since I started where I didn't do at least a show or two. So um, it's, it does feel a little weird, but that's the thing that, that that's the hardest because that's a, that's a definite time commitment. You can't say, let's do the show when I'm able to do the show. It's like, no, you got to be here at this time and you have to be on time and you have to do the show. And it's just been, you know, with everything in opening the spot up, it's been, it's just like too, it's just too much to pull me in two different directions. So uh, I'll, I'll figure it out. But, you know, right now, uh, I, I feel really lucky to have these other ventures, uh, you know, sort of out of my almost out of my house i live right near the bar podcasting <laughs> so you know you don't you know we, we kind of it's it's a floating game you know one of them i do from my couch and then the other one i mean we're able to do it in in close proximity so so it's all good yeah i mean it has to be nice to do work outside of your house every once in a while i mean there's a benefit to having everything locally and contained but yeah I imagine I would at least for myself, my own mental sanity, like to get out of the house once in a while and and maybe go do something somewhere else because, you know, it's like that idea of, you know, everything is in so it's a convenient thing to have it in a close proximity. But then it's like, you know, get up from the bedroom and go to the family room and now you're on set (laughs) to do your podcast and then you go down your stairwell and up the street to the restaurant. So and I mean, at least that would be my assumption, you know, to at least get out and get some fresh air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I mean, I'm still managing to find time, you know, to 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 have, you know, to have my fun and and get out and, and you know, and whatever. But, you know, there's not there's not a lot of commitment in my life right now outside of work related things. You know, that helps too. being a bachelor helps. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I can imagine. I, I, it's those yeah. years are far behind me, but I, I get it. You know, well, I'm a single dad, so I'm I'm not married, but I mean, I do have those um, extenuating circumstances. But I think really, you know, the lesson that I get is if you're passionate about something and you really have a desire to do it, you'll find the time and you'll make it work, which it seems like you've done, especially with the restaurant. Now, in the long term, is the idea to just have that completely out of your hands and to be involved, you know, extensively from the outside? Or is this something that you want to do hands on and just be a part of all the way through, especially given uh, with all the things that you're doing? Well, I mean, I'm behind the bar on certain days, you know, okay. and I like doing that. Uh, I've been having fun doing that. A lot of fun. Um, and I hope that I can maintain to do that, you know, uh, um, a couple a couple days a week uh but we'll see you know like you know i really like being in the in the establishment and being around and meeting the people and all that stuff um that said you know i want to be able to i still want to be able to go do a show or or shows on the road you know um but it's it's just going to be a different life you know it's just but i you know it's now's the time i mean 
you know, COVID had uh, a, a major effect on me as it did on almost everybody. But like, one of the things I realized during that period was like the stuff I didn't want to be doing anymore. Mm-hmm. I love doing stand up and I love doing I love doing shows, whether they're in New York or on the road, but I love doing the ones that are right for me to do. And I had gotten myself into um, an unfortunate rhythm before the lockdown of doing a lot of stuff I didn't want to do. Really? Because of the financial implications of not doing it. Okay. And, uh, you know, and living in the fear of that and just taking on a lot of gigs that I just didn't want to fucking do, you know? Uh, sure. Not because of the, not because of anything outside of just saying, you know, it like just saying, this is not going to allow me to do the best show possible for whatever reason. So once I was forced to not do that because we got shut down or locked down, whatever you want to call it, you know, um, it, it gave me a lot of time to think and, and reevaluate and be like, how do I, how do I not do that again when things start up? And, you know, uh, I feel lucky that I was able to start saying I'm going to do stand up, excuse me, like I did at the beginning of my career, which is on my own terms. I'm not going to be at the mercy of it anymore. I'm tired of it. And oddly, that coincided with my podcasts starting to get some legs and do well. And also opening this place, you know, which sort of gives me even more of an excuse now to do things that I want to do and do things the way I want to do them versus running around constantly. And, you know, uh, you know, just, it's just something I, I just didn't enjoy anymore. It's interesting that you say that Joseph, because I've heard other people that I've spoken to recently say the same thing. Like they prior to the lockdown and, and COVID and as negative as all of that was, it was also a time of um, introspection for a lot of people, especially a lot of comedians from what I was gathering that they were just working, working, working to be working. But then when they didn't have the ability to work anymore and they had to just stay home, it allowed them to reprioritize things and go, you know, this is what I really want to do. And I want to do this for the passion of it, not, you know, being a slave to it, so to speak, Mm -hmm. the the handcuffed to it. You know what I mean? And that seems to be like as a comedian, like I know they like to perform and you like to make people laugh and all that, but then being able to do it on your own terms, that has to be very satisfying for you just as on a very visceral human level to be able to go, okay, I I'm the master and commander of this career and it's I'm it's not driving me, you know what I mean? And yeah. forcing me to do things because it could turn out to be really bad <laughs> if you allowed to continue to take over your life. It's it's I feel I feel again, I feel lucky that I'm able to do it. Sure. Um and I'm I feel very lucky that I'm able to make that decision because I realize that it's a privileged decision. Like I I know that a lot of people aren't able to take their job, whatever it is, by the reins. Um, but I, 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 I feel very blessed that I'm able to do that after, you know, it's been 22 years too, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, 
you know, it's, it's, you know, I, 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 I hope that anybody after 22 years in a, at a job at the same job has, has some ability to call a few shots, you know? So, um, and some people get it because they become wildly famous and some people get it because they become wildly rich and, you know, those things were not the case for me, but uh, I did get a chance to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm kind of doing some different things now. And that's allowing me to not, not have to do this the way it tells me it wants me to do it or whatever, you know, I got tired of it. Just got tired of, of the rote, the rote aspect of it, of just like going out, you know, and just, and just, it was funny. I put out all these records over the years and, I kept saying, I kept saying the next record is not going to be as uh, ranty. Next record's not going to be as ranty. Next record's not going to be. I kept fucking saying it. And it just didn't, it just kept <laughs> happening. And then when I stepped back finally and realized, oh, that's because I'm not giving myself a break. That's what it was, you know? It's funny, my stand-up now on stage is very different energy, very differently delivered. Um I don't even take the mic out of the stand anymore. And it all came because I was able to finally get myself to a position where I was like, I'm going to do this exactly the way I want to do it. And I don't care if I bomb. Like when you're, when you're in the mix, you don't have room for those kind of growing pains. You know, mm -hmm. when you're out every weekend or every other weekend and it's six sold out shows and, and well, sold out, I mean, <laughs> let's not get carried away but it's six shows <laughs> that that there are a good number of people at that paid are paying a lot of money you know it's one thing to try some new material but it's another thing to try altering your your style completely it's just not a time to do it mm -hmm. and, and and then also too you become very afraid of losing any of it and once i didn't care about losing any of it it, it was it was weird it did that that made me better at it which I don't know. I can't explain that, but <laughs> you know, I could see that it, 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 when you say it, it makes perfect sense because it's like, again, going back to the idea of being in control of your career and the things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of a podcast is you can, there's no written rules on what it's supposed to be or what it's supposed to look like, you know, right. other than whether you're with Sal and you're talking about food or, your other show where you're talking about other topics and things like that. Of course there's that piece, but then there's the idea of really just being in charge of it mm -hmm. and having the guts in the middle of a very, you've had a very successful career from my standpoint and to, to decide I'm going to just shift everything around and do it completely different. That's a big deal. And then to have it work out well for you, uh, is even better, you know, I would say. And, and that has to be fantastic, especially when you've been doing it for as long as you have and you've put out all these records and you've done, you know, TV appearances, whatever the case might be, to to get to that point and go, okay, I'm still doing very well at this. My question would be, Thanks. after all of... Yeah, it's very true. Doing all this, like, what does success mean to you? Like, how do you define success out of all of the things that you've got going on like what would be 
a definition in your perspective of success for your life? Well, I mean, it's funny. I, I was just talking to my buddy about this today, uh, Dante Nero, who's a really funny comic and one of my close friends. We were talking today and I was like, you know, man, I go for the first time in my life. I feel like I'm appreciating what I have in instead of being angry about what I don't have. Mm -hmm. And and I said to him, I go, and that's coming from somebody who is far, far from being wealthy. You know, look, I can I can provide for myself. I'm not in dire straits, but, you know, I rent my apartment, you know, uh, I bought my car used. You know, it's like I live within my means, you know, right. I have the stuff I need and I'm able to have fun when I want to have fun. And I'm able to take somebody out on a date if I want to, you know, and, and like, you know, provide myself with food and whatever. You know what I mean? Like I can do the stuff I need to do and not stress about shit. Where am I getting grocery money this week? Which again is a blessed position to be in, especially after the last two years, a lot of people got hit really hard, you know? Um, but you know, it's, 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 it's a modest life. It's not like, it's not, you know, I don't have, you know, I don't have a big ass house, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't have a fancy car. Um, you know, uh, I, you know, I wear, I wear reasonably priced clothing, you know, whatever, man. So it's, it's a modest life in, in its own way. And I, that, I, I, I appreciate that more now than ever. You know, I used to get really bent out of shape about how much money people I knew had and what I thought success was, which was, you know, getting anointed by Netflix or, you know, getting a, a TV deal at Comedy Central or whatever the fuck I, I thought it was. And look, I've had some of that type of stuff happen over the years, but not anywhere near where a lot of my friends have gotten, you know? Um, you know, it's so, so, I mean, I don't mean to sound corny, no. I, but I think like success is happiness. Exactly. You know, I don't think success is, it's just being happy. It's like being content. You know, if you're content, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could, you could, you could be a waiter or a bartender or, or a mechanic or a comedian or whatever. If you're not content, it doesn't matter. I know a lot of miserable fucking people in the entertainment business. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and I know a lot of people that let this business define them and define their worth. And then they're, and then they're never happy. You know, I've, I have, I have some friends I've said it to. I've said, you got to stop every post. Every post is about your comedy. You got to live. You got to have a life, man. You can't want it this bad. You just can't want it this bad. It's bad for you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I always tried to keep some, I know I was saying earlier, I'd fallen into a bad pattern and I had, but I always had that thing about me where I was like, no, I'm going to still live my life regular too. You know, a lot of comedians love working New Year's Eve because uh, it pays extra and, and, and it's New Year's Eve. That's a big night for comedians. I enjoy working New Year's Eve, but if it came down to spending a holiday like that by myself in a place I didn't want to be, I wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. That's how I always was. 
I, I was like, I'm not, I'd rather just hang out with my friends, man. You know, like those are moments that you need to have in your life that you need to remember. You know, I'm never going to do something where I have to work on Christmas day. You know what I mean? <laughs> that sounds lame. Yeah. You know, I mean, but I know people that, and look, and that's the thing too. If you're a workaholic and that makes you happy, then, then God bless with that. But yeah. you know, for me, success truly has been like just finally being able to breathe and just tell, not have to tell myself, don't be jealous or don't be this or don't be that. Just to be able to be around people of all different means and feel good about it. You know, because that's what lets you genuinely be happy for people. That's what lets you have empathy. That's what lets you have sympathy, you know, like all those things. You know, uh, that's, that's, you know, so, so I feel lucky right now that that's how I feel. I, I, you know, it's, it's, I'm not saying I'm never going to, you know, pit, fall into the pit of that we all can fall into of, 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 uh, of envy, uh, or, you know, um, yeah, um, what's that called? Uh, what's the commandment? Your neighbor's goods. Coveting. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. Coveting. Yeah. <laughs> Thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife. <laughs> we all do it. You know, yeah, it, it happens. Yeah, for sure. It happens. But it's like, it's like, you know, like the trick is, 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 is as long as it's not the majority of the time, you know, or when it does happen, you're able to kick yourself in the ass a little bit and be like, come on, man, what are you doing? And snap yeah. it out of it. You know, that happened to me today, actually, before we started recording. Um, I put in for press to get somebody similarly as other podcasters, they got it and I didn't. Mm. And I was pissed. <laughs> I was right. like, you know, this is uncool. You know, I have this and that, but it makes perfect sense. So thank you for the unplanned uh, uh, advice for me. <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense because it's easy to fall into. One last question here, Joseph. I, I know you have the two podcasts you have. Uh, let's talk about those two and we will make sure uh, to link them in our show notes so our listeners can check them out if they have it. But I don't know how they couldn't because um, they're just fantastic. Well, we'll see you in hell is me and Patrick Walsh, who's arguably the funniest dude I've ever known um, and one of my best friends. And we, we review movies, mostly genre movies. It started as just horror, then it expanded into genre, meaning you know, grindhouse and, and sci-fi and, and wild action and, and all that stuff. And then we've expanded it basically now to just, to just be about movies, period. Um, and there's certain things that we won't review because we don't feel it's completely particular uh, for the pot or, 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 or appropriate for the podcast, but it still leans heavy in the direction of genre films, mostly horror. Um, but we do that show four times a month. We do four episodes a month. The new episodes are all on patreon.com slash W-S-Y-I-H podcast. And the back catalog you can find still on the Starburns audio website and then also on Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. So that's one show that I really enjoy doing. And then, um, and then Sal Volcano and I, again, one of my best friends, um, and an amazing guy. Uh, we have Taste Buds, which is available on the No Press Network channel on YouTube. 
along with the show Hey Babe, that's Sal and Chris Stefano. Uh, but me and Sal, you know, it's a debate show, so it's it's food. It's, it started as food debate. It still is mostly food, but again, that started to expand a bit, like because we were like, well, taste taste buds is the play on words, right? And then like taste doesn't have to literally mean food. It's your taste in food, but it could be your taste in movies or your taste. Well, we won't do movies because I do movies on the other show, but uh, your taste in, in characters from things or, or whatever it is. So we started to expand it, you know, like, yeah, you know, pool versus beach was one that we did, you know, dine in versus take out, you know, um, Han Solo versus Luke Skywalker. You know, just just so we drop those into, um, but it's still mostly food. Um, and we do a new episode every week. That's that's available on YouTube in 4K, full 4K. And then you can get the audio wherever wherever you get your audio from. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm very, very lucky to be doing both of those shows and uh, to be doing them with who I'm doing them with. And then uh, and then also Joey Rose's. You know, again, with another one of my best friends, Paul Italia, uh, to have this space that I've always dreamt of having. And, and now we have one and it's there. It's at 174 Rivington Street in New York on the Lower East Side. Zip codes 10002. We're open right now, Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, 12 to 12 on Wednesday and Sunday, 12 to 2, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We will soon be open seven days a week. We're just building up to it. And uh, come on in, get some, uh, get some affordable booze and some great sandwiches, which are also affordable. Right now we have the original eight sandwiches. It's called the hard eight menu, um, eight sandwiches for eight bucks a piece. And slowly things will be added to the, to our menu and it's going to keep expanding and stuff. So I love it. Well, we will link all of this in our show notes for our listeners and our viewers on the recast. Joseph, Thanks for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Take care. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.